Have you ever wondered what it takes to build a successful business in the Australian property industry? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Business and Property Development, a monthly podcast in which industry leaders share their insights and experience with host Harry Karadimus. Hello and welcome to Business and Property Development. This is the second part of my conversation with Adrian Sakari of Ultra Building. In this part, Adrian and I talk further about his time at Built and Toga Group and the establishment of Ultra. We also begin delving into Adrian's business building philosophy that he's honed over his many years at the top. I hope you enjoy it. So after that, are you are you still in built or yeah. are you? Um... Yeah. So we spoke to Marco on Tamarama Beach, and he goes, "What? Well, where do you want to go?" I said, "I want to build a, I want a tower in the city." Have you got a tower in the city? He goes, "Oh, I don't really have a tower in the city, but I've got student accommodation." I go, "Where is it?" He goes, "It's next to UTS." I go, "Okay, Urban Nest, the first Urban Nest." All right, I'm in. Let's go. So I sit down, uh, come back from my break between the two jobs get on the job. This is the most efficiently designed job I've ever been on. So that's the first, this is the first urban nest. So I dealt with the guys from England and the guys from England brought this concept over where everything is prefabricated. Everything is efficient. So the floor plates are efficient and the facade is just clip on, clip together facade. We basically assemble it offsite and we clip it on. This is where I was introduced to prefabricated bathrooms. Because everything was prefabricated, including it was a left and right bathroom, we developed a system that we would just skate. Once we stripped the formwork, we'll just skate the, the bathrooms in, kick it up, and off we went. Once that process was actually executed for one level, we couldn't go fast enough. We are pouring slabs six days, and we are catching up with our fit out. So we, I remember going through this with my team and going, how are we going to do this? With PT slabs, it's all about the, the strength uh, time rate of the concrete. So we had a uh, five-day mix. We, we said, how are we going to do this? We all spoke to the engineers. Look, we didn't, I didn't have the answer. I spoke to the engineers because you can get, pay a bit more and we can get a three-day mix. So now we're doing four, four days, five-day cycles. Yeah, five-day cycle. It's a very, very simple slab. But the problem was then we're going too fast with structure. So our screens were, were going, because the screen covers the safety. Mm. So we, we thought, well, if we keep going at this rate, we're gonna finish the structure and we're gonna be exposed without having any facade. So we spoke to the facade guy. How can you install without screens? So we did a risk analysis and we basically built the screens off lanyards with a fence in place. Oh, the facade with, with so, lanyards? Or, no, so or the, the we let the screens continue up the building yeah. and put a four resting fence around the perimeter and then we clipped on the facade without the screens in place. If you have a look at all high rises now, you'll see the screens go up and vacant floors and you'll see the facade come up. If you look closely, you'll see a fence that's on the slab. So would you say you were pioneering that, that no, process? <laughs> uh, that was already done. I just said, we asked, what I'm saying is that if you ask the question, yeah. there is going to be an answer. And don't take no for an I don't take for no there is always a solution and that's where I keep you got to be relentless you got to be relentless in finding a right solution for the problem that was built that job was built in 11 months 330 rooms 
not because we're the best builders in the world, but because the planning, the repetition, the easiness of the detailing and everything was prefabricated off-site. Yes, we did a good job as a team and it was set up well, but the execution was given the best opportunity because the way it was planned. So after, after as Urban S was finishing up, Built was going through a bit of a downturn as well. And I started realizing that I needed to look around. I spoke to my brother, who's, who's in the same, he worked for Boulder Stones, Fraser's uh, on the development side. And he put me in touch with a friend of his who had just moved over to Toga Group. What I saw in Toga was the next Mervac. They, they emphasized quality. They appreciated quality. They were all about the design, all about producing product that the market would love. And that inspired me. So I took the job up and I sat down. They went over and the first thing they said to me, we've got a budget problem. They had a budget of like $80 million. And it was full, it was documented. So they spent the money to document the job. Obviously, though, the consultants went on their own way and documented whatever they want. So I go through the nuts and bolts. We got it down to 58.1 from $80 million. And there was big chunks that I took out easily, like $8 million for services, another $4 million for, for the glass. So we made it work. As I was finishing that job, it was great success. Toga now were on the map. They gave me this job in Hurstful, which was 450 units. And I started looking at the job. How can I make that job quicker and better? Prefabrication came to mind. At that time, the industry was peaking, meaning resources. Even if you got resources, the resource quality was really not as good. So we've got to deal with that as a project manager. So how do I do that? Everything made offsite. I made, most of the structure was precast. The bathrooms were prefabricated. So it was just a click together job. Uh, that meant I could reduce resources on site, uh, increase the opportunity of quality and ensure that the building was built in the fastest way possible. They all manufactured off site, panels bought on site. That helped me alleviate the pressure of resources on site. And then the prefabrication of bathroom pods they're all made off site. So I'm eliminating all the construction on site. I'm also reducing waste on mm. site. There's so, a few trades in bathrooms. So well, it's yeah, the, it's the most detailed part of the apartment. Yeah. I, did, I didn't, with bringing in the prefabrication of bathrooms, I just didn't eliminate the resource problem. I increased the quality. I also increased the speed of the apartments going up. Um, I had bathrooms in four levels before. I had, had decks in place, poured. I had an old site manager on site. And when I introduced him to the idea, he freaked out. He goes, nah, you're not gonna do this. This is this is crazy, you're crazy, it's gonna be a disaster. I said, listen, just trust me, do one level and see how you go. Two weeks later, he goes, oh my God, I've just installed 19 bathrooms in two days. And he's just gone, this is incredible. Yeah, 19 now, bathrooms traditionally is, like, yeah, it's a big deal. Each bathroom, if you did it individually, will take you like 10, 12 weeks. Of course, they overlap. But now he doesn't have to worry about that. He just has to worry about 
pouring the slab, put the, putting the facade in and jibrocking around it and just doing the kitchens and the bedrooms, which is the easiest part of the job. So that put pressure on the job, feeding the job. <laughs> Right, it's a good problem to have. Right, feeding the job. Yeah. Now all the subcontractors are going, oh my God, you guys are too fast. We, we need to catch up. So everyone's trying to catch up to the pods. Window guys, everyone's trying to, because usually they've got a bit of a, a lead time. While the bathrooms get constructed on site, they can fumble, the, yeah. fumble their way around, just yeah. putting things together. They've got a bit of a chance to catch up. But now the, the bathrooms are done, all, all the focus is on them. You know, now you've got to get the, the plasterboard has got to be finished. The kitchen, the joiner now is under the pump. So yeah, it was really, really good experience. Like prefabrication suits some jobs, but not all jobs. As Hurstville was coming to an, an end, I kept on asking, um, what's the next jobs? And most of the jobs got held up in planning. Their, their jobs were just getting held up by council. Now this council business, that needs to be sorted out. The money in, in New South Wales, the, the, the riskiest part for the developer is council. You go to Melbourne, Mate, eight weeks, they get a building permit. You go to Queensland, eight weeks, there's a building permit. New South Wales and Sydney is an absolute joke. I'm surprised the developers are still building here. So that's that's what happened to Toga. They got held up. Uh, my brother set up his own uh, development company at the time. He had his job on the corner of Burke and Phillips Street. And like everyone, thought he could build it himself. So he kept on ringing me. Look, I've got a, I've got a problem. This, this job is an ex-petrol station. It's in sand, it's in water charge ground. I've got to build a fully tank basement here. Do you know how to do it? Of course I know how to do it. Well, can you can you come and help us? I said, well, not really, I work for Toga. And then it kept on putting pressure. So I went back to Fab and Fab, Fab is the CEO of Toga. Went, look, my brother's got this job. Do you mind, well, you, your jobs are on hold? And he goes, yeah, look, why don't you go and get it a crack? See what happens and so I did. I set up Ultra Building Co. And thinking like my brother would you know, keep building and developing and I'll just build for him. And I soon realized that my brother wasn't going to set up a job anytime soon. <laughs> so I went out and full marketed Ultra Building Co. And Chase worked. Um, I was fortunate to get, be given a job, a uh, small job, 22 apartments in Balmain by Danny Siama from Urban DC from Melbourne. And we executed that in 13 months. The architect was Marchese Group. And we value engineered that job down a million dollars, ultra quality value engineered, meaning that we didn't compromise the quality or performance of the job. We're working with an ECI right now with Marchese and doing the same process. So you can see- There's rapport now. The confidence that they've got with us. Uh, We delivered that in 13 months. We've also got a job in Rose Bay, which is a very, very challenging job. You've got nine different owners. Architect is the owner, is the is the developer, and and just changes galore. We've got seventy eighty eight, which is the most highest revenue multi apartment block in the eastern suburbs. Very, very high finishes. We just handed over. We've got OC on the twenty third of December two thousand and twenty. Two days before. One day before my birthday. (laughs) My birthday's on the 24th. So of December, and that's been a very, very good job for us. So people are coming to us now for their construction solutions. I mean, with the establishment of Ultra, you started to help your brother out, but was it an aspiration that you had to start your own business or were you, say for example- No, I was pretty happy building. I was pretty happy building for others. 
the only only aspiration I had was see construction. Don't get in construction because you want to make money. It's the hardest business to make money in. Uh, for anyone out there listening, what I think the biggest thing was that I could control the team. I would mentor young guys out of university, and then I'd lose them. And I thought I spent all this time with these young guys, building them into this you know this efficient machine, and then I lose them. How can I how can I change that? And I went, oh, if I've got my own construction company, I can build these team, these guys, and I can keep them. Because I've been in the trenches, I understand what they go through. I understand how much they're worth. If you can take the pain away for the managing director, which I used to do, my whole philosophy is I take the pain away from the people that employ me. That's my job, all right? I'll report to them. If I've got a problem, I'll go and to them with the problem and then a solution and then we'll nut it out together. We'll make, if we make a mistake, we make the mistake together. That's how, but I always came up with a solution. So it was more about setting up a construction company that I could, I could build the team members personally mm-hmm. and keep them. And that's how, that's why our logo is building relationships for life because construction is for life. There are buildings that are gonna last my lifetime that I've built and they have to be they have to stand the test of time. And mm-hmm. look, it's a belt and braces approach. Yep. You know, there's a lot of little things that I'll put onto the job, which costs me money, which makes means I make less margin because I can't charge for it. But I know I can sleep at night. I can go back and have a cup of coffee with the owners 10 years down the track. And I do. I've got a list of references. Uh, people ask for my references. I give them every single job I've done and they can ring them. They do ring them and they get all good feedback. So I've got it. I need, I implement that, that philosophy or that ethos through all my team, from the young guys coming through to the guys that are experienced. So I guess attracting and retaining talent is a key business decision that you've made and understanding that and where it fits into the, the establishment of Ultra. But what were some of the other business decisions that you've made that have allowed the company to start from you know from where it did and to grow into what it is today you know you got the best people you keep the best people do you make sure that you know you run a lean team we're very we're very nimble so our top structure is very lean like you've got me as a manager director i also perform the the role as pre-construction design manager uh with my individual team i've got a commercial operations manager Yes, we've got a you know financial controller, an accountant, and my I've got three people, actually four people on estimating at the moment. So, and I also keep a spare team, or I would like to have a spare project manager. Every time I get a spare project manager, I get a job. So yeah. <laughs> I've got to get another one. So the spare project manager works with me in the ECIs, works with me with cost plans, works with the estimating team to actually give a attend up with uh, design benefits or you know different ways of approaching gives us the, the the competitive advantage I suppose there's also a competitive advantage with yourself because that's definitely one thing you can't replicate is the person uh, it was funny I had a I had a meeting with the National Australia Bank and the, and the risk profile and they they went into it and they went Adrian we have never seen a managing director who's a hundred percent shareholder who is the building license nominated supervisor? So you you take all the risk. I said, yeah, that's right, because I back myself. I know how to build. 
I know how to implement that building process throughout my team. I don't need to have a escape clause or whatever. My ABN, Ultra Buildings ABN has not changed. I don't have different ABNs thinking I'm gonna close up in the future because of a situation, cutting corners, whatever they do. We're here for the long run, Hmm. right? We will make less money, but we'll make more money over the many years. Hmm. I believe you do it well, you build good quality products, the money will come. And, And I look at that in each individual person or subcontractors, if that subcontractor is all about the money, I'll veer away from them. If the owner or the subcontractor is all about what he does, the profession he does, I will focus my attention to that guy. And he will probably be in the lead seat to get the job. This is the end of the second part of the episode. Coming up will be the third and final part. This final section focuses on Adrian's unique approach to attracting and retaining talent, how Ultra's brand power helps property developers achieve better results, and some personal observations and lessons learned over his amazing career so far. See you soon.